everybody. It's me, Auntie, and I hope you guys are doing well. Well, it is another beautiful June day. I know um, in some parts of Canada, we've got some rain, but boy, the summer's showing, and I see some kids are getting ready to finish school. Um, in Canada, um, kids get a break between July and September. And then they go back to school in September, but they get their little breaks right now. And especially since over the past two years, we've um, had to really stay indoors and have, um, you know, social distancing. Now that all of it's lifted here in Ontario, I know so far, it's nice to be able to get together with family. I know my family will be getting together very soon for a barbecue. We've missed doing all those things, and it would ni- be nice to be lifting our spirits once again, right? Um, so today I'm going to answer some questions since I had been away for a while, and I know a lot of you have questions about a lot of things and stuff like that, and I had asked you last week to send me some stuff of what you're doing for the summer. So I have some people here. Um, I have... Somebody from Manitoba. Now, Manitoba is a province um, in Canada. So I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Dear Auntie, I will be going to uh, summer camp this summer. Ooh, summer camp. I haven't gone in a while. I am nine. Okay, so they're nine years old. Wonderful. My question is, what are you doing this summer? Oh, wow. Um, you know what? I don't do very much in the summer. I'm not going to be traveling, unfortunately. Um, but I think I'll be putting on some barbecues, a little gatherings, going to visit family, maybe even take a little road trip because I love road trips. And um, so far, I think that's where what I'm going to be doing for this summer. But I hope you do enjoy camp. Is it a special type of camp? Because I know there's like music camp, art camp. Sometimes it's just ordinary summer camp. And is it just for the day? Or are you going to be spending the whole summer sleeping at this camp? It's just so much camps out there. Is anybody else going to camps? Let me know. I would love to hear it. Um, here's another one. Uh, dear Auntie, I am from Australia. Oh, well, hello, Australia. Um, I am 10 and I love listening to all your stories. Okay, that's wonderful. Oh, and they like to listen with their sister and brother also. Oh, that's nice. That's like really nice when you get together with family. Um, am I a grandmother? (laughs) yes yes I am a grandmother um I'm I am going to be a grandmother of two kids and I love being a grandmother and I love being an auntie too I love I love being around children always because I always find you sometimes learn something from children right okay so I only had two today but if I get more we will and next week we are going to learn a little more history and talk about many things and you know 
you know how it always is. We're always learning something and always a great story. So this story is more of a true story, but there's a little bit of fiction in it. And you'll see towards the end, but it's about two real great black women who helped with um, getting slaves free. One is Harriet Tubman. And this one was new to me. I I never heard of her until I started reading the story. And then I decided to go on YouTube and really learn more. And there's books about her. Her name is Soldier Truths. And she was an activist for women's freedom, for slavery freedom. She she ran away from her uh, slave owner um, because he wasn't letting her free. And she was also known for taking um, a man to court who bought her son and she was able to get her son back. So it her story is very interesting. And if you ever get a chance to learn more about her, go online and learn a lot more about her. Also, you know, there's plenty of books and I'm going to try my best to find more books to read about her. So here we go. I hope you guys enjoy the story. When Harriet Met Sojourner by Catherine Clinton, illustrated by Shane W. Evans. When America was young, young and new, and wanting to be free, not everyone in America was free. Although it was a land of promise, yes, a land of real promise, not all promises were kept. Two strong, brave black women wanted America to fulfill its promises to allow each and every American to be born free and live in a land of equal opportunity. This is their story, the story of Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth and how their paths crossed. Sojourner Truth was born first, some day, sometime around 1796, near the Hudson Valley in upstate New York. She was born the daughter of enslaved parents, parents owned by wealthy Dutch planter. They gave her the name Isabella, and she took her father's name, Bonfrey. Isabella Bonfrey. Bonfrey, but not free. Bonfrey means tall tree in Dutch. The name suited Isabella well. She grew strong and tall, bending like a willow while working the fields alongside her 12-year-old brothers and sisters. As the crow flies hundreds of miles south from Isabella's birthplace, it might all alight on eastern shore of Maryland, where sometime around 1825, a young slave girl named Armenta was born. Armenta's parents loved and cherished their sons and daughters, but could not protect them from the, the evils of slavery. Two of her sisters were snatched away, stolen off, and sold south. They were gone, but never forgotten. Armenta dreamed of freedom, of flying away with her whole family. She did not know how or when, but yearned for flight. One day in freedom, she would be known as Harriet Tubman. Isabella this and Isabella that 
forced to obey a parade of masters from dawn till dusk, sent from farm to farm, away from her brothers and sisters, away from her parents. Poor Isabella. Once she was sent to a farm where they spoke only English. She spoke Dutch and could not understand, could not make herself understood. She tried and tried to be good and obedient, and everyone knew she was a good worker. But an English master called her names and even beat her. She vowed when she grew up she would leave slavery behind and be poor Isabella no more. She would defeat those who had tried to defeat her and rename herself Soldier Truth. Ar Armanita too worked hard, moving from one master to another, hired out from the age of seven. But one day, when one of her friends from the fields was trying to get away from an angry overseer, Armantia tried to protect him. When the overseer threw a heavy piece of lead, it hit Armantia instead of her friend, smashing her in her skull and knocking her to her ground. She was almost killed. Carried home half dead, Armantia was nursed by her mother, who sat by her daughter's bedside and told Bible stories of David and Goliath, of Daniel in the lion's den, of Moses and the Red Sea. It was nearly a miracle when she finally recovered. But Harriet's scars would always be with her, a reminder of slavery evils and a symbol of her courage and willingness to help others. Isabella grew and grew until she was six feet tall. She was one of the strongest workers in the field, and not a man could best her. She worked hard, but a yearning for freedom rose like sap within her. She married another slave and had five children, her daughters and son, like branches reaching from her sturdy trunk. When New York passed a law outlying slavery after 1827, Isabella thought that God had answered her prayers. Her master promised to free her in a year. She counted the months and weeks and days until she might leave slavery behind. Armenta hungered for freedom as well. She lived in fear of the auction block. One of her loved ones, or she herself, might be put up for sale, sold to the highest bidder, and shipped off, never to be seen again. So like the quilt she worked on, one square at a time, she pieced together her plans of running off to the north. It took patience and skill. It took listening and learning. She needed reliable advice about an escape route. She had great faith. Faith, she she was made for bigger things, and she knew she would find those things once she crossed over from slavery to freedom. Isabella patiently waiting 12 long months before asking her master emancipate her. When he finally confront, confronted him, her owner broke his promise and said she must stay enslaved for just a little longer. But Isabella was tired of waiting and broke the chains herself. She walked out and left slavery behind. 
When her masters illegally sold her son away, she went to court to win him back. Isabella became a tower of strength for family and friends. When she gave herself a new name, Sojourner Truth, it symbolized that she felt born again, born into freedom, and committed to helping others find freedom. When Armadilla's master died in 1849, all she could think was sold away, sold away. She was going to be sold away, just like her sisters. So within months of her owner's death, Armadilla stole off her off from her Maryland home. It was hard to leave her family behind, hard to leave her husband, John Tubman, but she feared it was now or never. The midnight sky and silent stars were her only companions on her flight to freedom. After she made it safely north, she found a community to welcome her and took a new name, a freedom name. She took the name Harriet, which was her mother's name, as Harriet Tubman. She was finally free, and as Harriet Tubman, she would become a legendary leader for those seeking freedom. Sojourner Truth preached and lectured all over the North, from the shores of Massachusetts to Ohio's fruited plains. She, she made stirring appeals to emancipate both slaves and women, and her deep, booming voice cast a spell over listeners. Once, when a man told the audience that women were weak and needed protection, the women couldn't take care of themselves, Soldier Truth got angry. She stood up all six feet of her and held out her arm, an arm made strong by years of slave labor, and asked, Aren't I a woman? Harriet Tubman was only five feet tall, but became a giant among her people by working with Underground Railroad, the network of blacks and whites who secretly guided runaways to safety. It was not a railroad, nor was it underground, but it was powerful resistance movement trying to defeat unjust laws. Harriet dodged bloodhounds and bounty hunters, guiding many escaped slaves all the way to Canada. She told her admirers, I never lost a passenger. Harriet became the most famous underground railroad conductor in the years leading up to the Civil War. When the Civil War began in 1861, both Soldier Truth and Harriet Tubman continued their campaigns against slavery. Tall, fiery Soldier gave speeches across the North, heating up her audience to convince men to enlist in Federal Army to join the battle to defeat the Confederates. She was a staunch defender of the Union cause. Harriet Tubman, cool and collected, worked as a spy behind enemy lines in South Carolina. With an iron nerve projecting a sense of calm before the storm, she led men in uniform on midnight raids, ignoring the danger as she always had. When Soldier Truth was on a speaking tour in the fall of 1864, she stopped off in Boston for a visit. It just so happened that Harriet Tubman was in Boston as well, taking time off from her wartime duties in occupy, occupied South. No one took notes or reported on meeting at the time, so we can only imagine what they might have said to one another. 
After hearing about one another for so many years, they must have warmly embraced, as if finding a long-lost relative. The tall one wore glasses and spoke with a Dutch accent, while the short one still had some of her southern drawl, but they were connected by kinship that went deeper than language, perhaps even deeper than blood, a kinship of spirit. They had much to offer one another because Soldier had been fighting slavery for a lot longer than Harriet, yet even though she ha was decades younger, Harriet had many adventures to share, carrying slaves to freedom on the Underground Railroad and fighting Confederates exploits Soldier would have wanted to hear about. When their paths crossed in Boston that October day in 1864, there was no newspaper interview to highlight this historic meeting. And when they parted, Harriet and Soldier did not know if they would ever see one another again. But sharing stories built a friendship with the memory of time together, keeping them close, even when miles apart. It was a memory with legendary women carried with them for the rest of their days. Sister Harriet, Sister Soldier, together at last. I like how at the end they imagine what their conversation was. It's not like today where you can um, take out your phone and record that moment. And see, oh, at that moment, what they talked about. What they, I could only imagine what they had to say to one another because there was so much going on. The changes were happening, what their future holds. They probably spoke about their family, about how they're growing, how they're handling being free of slavery, where they are, if they're going to choose when all this is over, where they they intend on staying? Do they intend on staying in the United States? Do they intend on living in Canada? Do they continue be protesting the way they are for the rest of their lives till, till the day's done? And I wonder if they ever did get to meet again. But that would be such an amazing time to just witness these two strong women no matter what size they are, no matter what language they spoke, they were for the exact same fight. And that was to make slaves free. And that's just amazing. And that's something that there's so many historical people. I always wondered what their conversations were like. Like what was Martin Luther King and Malcolm X conversation together? Um, you know, just, just so many, so many. And it would all, and you know what, if you guys could think of what would their conversation be? What do you think they spoke about? How do you think the conversation went? Were they shy? Were they open? Were they, were they friendly? Did they really like each other? Did they dislike each other? That's something that would be amazing. And if you have such an imagination Go ahead, write a little something, create something as to what you felt their conversation was. And if you send it to me, I would be more than happy to, to read it to everybody so they get an idea of how everybody's thinking. So anyways, that is it for me 
Mel, I hope you guys are going to enjoy the sun and enjoy your time with family. And remember, like I always say, always talk to the elders. Let them tell you stories. Record it. You've got the devices to do it. I'm proud to be Black because Black looks good on me. And it looks amazing on all of you. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.